Sweet. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So my name is Brandon. I am a photographer and a traveler, and I just wanted to kind of start something new, be a little bit more creative. And I always wanted to share travel stories and tips and tricks. Uh, so I started a podcast just to be able to talk with people that I maybe met on the road or met on an adventure or just kind of to share stories in general. So today I'm really excited. I have a, a good friend um, all the way from England. I have Danny with me and we're going to be sharing our stories and uh, kind of everything that went down through the whole coronavirus pandemic and traveling for the last uh, week um, of where we are at. So uh, Danny and I met in Finland, right? Helsinki, yeah. Helsinki, yeah. So leading up to that, um, that is where we met, and we have a kind of a fun, crazy story <laughs> and uh, how we met and how Danny never paid for a hostel, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and we got to do some other cool things. But um, well, welcome. I want to thank you so much for kind of joining and hanging out and talking. Uh, no worries, this man. No worries. So, you you probably have nothing else better to do. Uh, this is this, this is my highlight of the week, mate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where where exactly in England are you at right now? Uh, in Nottingham, which is like a city like in the middle of the country. Yeah, and are you guys on uh, the home lockdown? Can't go anywhere. Or are you free to kind of still go wherever you want? Right no, now? so. Uh, here we've been on lockdown for maybe like two weeks now so you you can leave you can leave once a day uh to do exercise or to like go to the shops or whatever but just once you, a day how do they monitor once a day uh, well <laughs> i guess i mean i guess they don't uh i mean last week i like left the house and then forgot something so i came back after five minutes and then left again so i don't know if that counts as two <laughs> But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheating the system. Yeah, exactly. So, cool. So, you've been on lockdown, same here as well, uh, ever since I got back from my, my trip. And I'm assuming you probably are in the same boat that I am, right? Yeah, so, pretty much, yeah. Since you got home. But, yeah. Um, well, kind of just starting off, I wanted to share a little bit about how, uh, before I met up with you in Helsinki, yeah. uh, my trip experience, and then I want to hear how you kind of made it to Helsinki or what brought you to Helsinki and then we'll kind of uh, discuss the crazy few days that we had before we, we left <laughs> and just kind of sharing that. So uh, for me leading up to it uh, before I was in Helsinki I was actually in Stockholm in Sweden and I woke up um, I woke up the morning this one morning and I had like probably 20 different messages from all different platforms of people that were like, "Hey, how are you gonna get home? What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Where are you gonna stay at?" And like, so I start panicking, right? So I read all these messages, and that day I actually was scheduled to go on a ferry to Helsinki, uh, and I ended up um, looking online. Like as soon as I read those messages, before I even read any articles, I got online and I uh, I looked at the price tickets because it said that if you were to go to the UK you were still allowed back into America. So that was like, okay, if I can make it to the oh, UK, yeah, yeah. at least my flight will bring me back. Yeah, because right? they closed, they closed yes. it off to everybody in Europe, didn't they? The borders to America. Yeah, they the closed UK. off everything. Yeah. Yep. So I woke up and they closed off everything. Nobody could go uh, into the US. Um, and I got online, I looked at price tickets and I was on, 
uh, like the uh, um, I forgot what app it was, and the ticket from Stockholm to uh, London was forty five dollars at the time. So I was like, okay. So I had that in the back of my head. I refreshed the pricing or the the page just to see the different pricing and it went up to $180 within like two minutes. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I instantly just bought that ticket like a dumbass. I, I probably should have waited and actually read articles. Uh, and later to, to kind of, after I took a deep breath, I bought the ticket. I was kind of upset. I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it to Helsinki. I'm not going to be able to see the, my last country of this, this journey and uh, or go to Finland. And so I started reading articles and I found out that if you were a U.S. citizen, you were still allowed back into the country. Now, uh, like myself and a lot of other dumbass people, I, I didn't read the article before I made that purchase. But a lot of these people that sent me the messages scared me. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I purchased the ticket. Now, so now I'm sitting there at breakfast. I'm trying to make breakfast because you know how I like to cook at, at yeah, hostels. Yeah. And I made some eggs and I had my, my meal. And I was um, debating because I was like, well, I still have a, a ferry ride to Helsinki. And a, that leaves in a few hours. Or I'm going to have to fly to London. And I had no idea like what I was doing. And I had to be home because I had weddings that were already scheduled. You had a, a flight uh, so from I, the UK, didn't you? On. Yeah, I had a flight because my original flight plan was from Helsinki to London and then London to New York and then New York back to Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I already had like a, a flight booked from Finland. So that's why I was like, well, I can still go there. So I ended up uh, deciding why the hell not? Why would I not go visit the last country? <laughs> so uh, even though I had a plane ticket and I told my mom and I messaged a bunch of people, I was like, yeah, don't worry about me. I'm going to be flying to the UK, so I'm still good to get in into the US, like no problem. And then at the last minute, I was like, man, I did this whole trip. I've made it this far. Why the hell would I not go to the last country on my, my trip, right? So I ended up uh, walking. It started snowing uh, in, in Stockholm, which I was pretty excited for, but I walked to the ferry. I got on the boat. Now, I thought, have you ever been on a ferry before? Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been on a ferry once, I think, to, from, yeah, yeah Newcastle to Amsterdam. Okay. It was like an so overnight. It, it's, okay, yeah, so there's a long one. I did, I had a, this was my second overnight uh, ferry. And the first one that I got on, it was me and a bunch of truckers. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. And I was expecting the same thing for this one. And I got on, uh, I got on the ship and I went to my room, I put my bags in there and I started walking around. I was like, oh, they have a casino on this ship. And it was like, it was more like a mini cruise ship, okay. right? But everybody getting on this, uh, this boat, it was, was wearing like masks, <laughs> right? So I woke up and like, this is the, this is like, like everybody has masks on. It was amazing. Like everybody's trying to identify where they're traveling from. So they all have like stickers on the back of their bags or their luggage. And it says like proud traveler from nobody wanted to claim like where they're from. I would definitely not be like, Oh, proud from America. that's a bad start. That's a terrible start. Uh, so I got on the ship and I, um, spent the whole night on the ship. I woke up or like I woke up, 
and I started walking, like I wanted to go for like a walk down the, or throughout the ship. And there was like a performance, mm. like they had like performing arts kind of things going on. It was, it was a different kind of ferry ride, but so I made it into uh, Helsinki that next morning. I walked to my hostel and I don't think I crossed a single person. It was like a ghost town <laughs> already. Like nobody was out anywhere. Uh, the closer that I got to the city center where my hostel was at, I started to see a few people, but it was a little bit, uh, a little bit awkward. I mean, a little bit strange, nobody around. And I made it into the, the hostel. And again, this hostel is like empty. Nobody is in these, these hostels at all because everybody's kind of done traveling or, uh, or stuck somewhere in this, that same boat. Uh, but I checked into the hostel and then I just didn't even want to leave the hostel. Like I walked around trying to find food, but it was just such like an eerie vibe throughout Helsinki, yeah. like trying to find yeah. any food and that's going through my head. And also I'm like, how am I going to get back home? Where, where am I going to stay at? Am I going to be <laughs> stuck here? And I was just like in high spirits too. I was like, you know what? It is what it is. They can, they can sense they can spend space force to come in there. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I stayed in the, the hostel one night, and that's where I met you. But I, I want to hear like what brought you to Helsinki in the first place. Well, I so over the past like two or three years, I've like uh, taken like as, as much time at a time that I can off work. So like two or three weeks at a time. Um, and just done yeah. like little mini trips around Europe. So, two or three yeah. weeks. You guys get all the holiday in the time, all the holiday time. <laughs> <in the> <laughs> well, um, normally I try and time it like around bank holidays or something. So I get like a couple of free days so I can like extend it a bit longer than you'd usually be allowed to. Um, but yeah, so I've done that in the past. And one route that I've always wanted to do is um, like like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. I've always wanted to go to those three countries. Um, okay. And I was looking for a little while, where are we now? So I was probably looking in like uh, January, I was looking for flights to that area. And I found a couple of flights, one into Helsinki and then one out of Vilnius, Lithuania. Um, so my plan okay. was to go from Helsinki to St. Petersburg and then down through Estonia, Latvia, and then fly back from Lithuania. So that's that's about as much planning as I normally do when I go away. Like I don't I don't really book anything. I just book a flight in and a flight out, and maybe maybe <laughs> perfect. More, it's all you need. <laughs> yeah, anyways, right? and then maybe like my first night in a hostel or first couple of nights, and then I just yeah, because you never know. Where yeah, you're exactly. Be. And that's a good point, man. Like booking a hostel or booking anywhere on a trip. Like if you try to say, hey, I'm going to stay here for five nights. You never know if it's going to be great or if it's going to suck right away. Yeah. And booking like one or sometimes I'll do two nights if I get in really late that first night just because you never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then if you book, if you only book one night, you can do one of my favorite activities in any city, which is it's called hostel hopping. So, <laughs> so right. So before I left, I, I left Nottingham on Friday night, so I had, my, my flight was from London, uh, and I had a bus booked that left Nottingham at like 1am to get to London for like 6am, okay. and my flight was at about 9. Um, so my plan was, I was gonna take my backpack, um, and I was gonna go into Nottingham uh, like normal, have a Friday night, go to the pub, have a few bevs, 
and then at like half 12 just walk to the bus station um but what ended up happening is i had to do i was like behind on so many things at work so i ended up like working until about 12 at night and then like <laughs> like going into town to get the bus um but that all without a stop at the pub uh, yeah right? it was literally non-stop um but i made the bus um and what did i do oh yeah i phoned so i phoned my boss uh before i left i phoned my boss on friday night and i was like well I'm going to get this stuff done. Like, I was going to go out tonight, but I'm going to get all the stuff done that I need to get done. Um, and then I'm just going to go straight to the bus. And I said to her, like... Because at that point, all the advice on, like, the UK government website was, like, the countries that I was going to, they were in the same situation as England. So it was like, you can still yeah. travel. Um, it's not, like, not advised or anything. So I was like, okay. And I decided what I was going to do is that I would go to the airport and then make my decision there as to like whether I was going to go or whether I was just going to stay and call it all off. Um, and I found my, and I found my boss. <laughs> if you're already at the airport, how are you going to call well, it I can off? Just come like, back. I'm going to go out to I'm going to go out to get dinner. <laughs> well, and if I sit at the table and if I order a meal, then I'll eat. If I don't, well, I'll go I'm, home. Like that's I was not, just trying to be sensible because because yeah, rather style, than like jumping in because I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, and then as I explained that to my boss, she said to me, like, Dan, there's there's no way you're not going to go. There is no way you're not going to go. <laughs> so that kind of resonated <laughs> with me a little bit. And I was like, well, yeah, probably. Even if there's no fucker on the plane, I probably will still go. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's all about, it's all about yeah, adventure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the whole time, so through the whole, this whole journey, I was always thinking, probably like you, like, what is the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? So I thought, well... Absolutely. I'm just going to go. Um, yeah, so I got... My mindset throughout everything was like, as long as I'm still smiling and my heart's still beating, that's all I have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, so. everything else is just peripheral, right? It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So then, so yeah, so I made it to the airport. I think I flew out from Gatwick. Um, and then it was all good, got my plane. There was, it wasn't like a full plane, but it wasn't empty. Um and then okay. when I when I got to when I got to Helsinki, I was I was a bit knackered because I'd obviously got the bus overnight. I didn't really sleep, and then the plane was pretty early. Um, so yeah, got to Helsinki, and then like you, as I got from the airport into like Helsinki, uh, Helsinki centre. Oh no, wait, actually. So what happened was, I got the I got the train from the airport to uh, like the main central city bus station, and. As oh, yeah. I got on the train, <laughs> there was this this other guy who looked really really lost, and he was like looking at the maps just like I was, um, and so like we just started we just started talking, um, and he, he came across that like, he was such a nice guy he was really friendly, um, and I'm trying to think of what his name was but I, I can't remember what his name was, um, but he was English and he was turns out he was like a boat builder, so he, he had oh, come perfect. to Helsinki to build boats basically. Um, but I had already got my ticket and I was on the platform waiting for the train. He was trying to work out like where he needed to go, what ticket he needed to buy, right? So he was at the ticket machine and then the train pulled up and I was like, dude, just you buy your ticket as fast as you can. I'll sit, I'll stand on the train and then like, I'll try and stop it if you, if it takes you too long. And, um, so he was trying to do his ticket 
And then um, the doors, you know, the noise started happening and then the doors started to close on the train. So I like just slightly put my yep. foot between the doors so they couldn't close. Um, so that... <laughs> now you're going to explain you didn't want anybody to see you holding the so, door. You're just putting your foot out there. Well, I was just quiet. trying to be like nonchalant, you know. Um, so then the doors opened again, he got his ticket, he ran onto the train, it was all good. And then he looked back at the ticket machine and he was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. And it, so the ticket was in two parts. So he had to... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So he left his bag with me and then ran back out onto the platform to get the other ticket. Um... <laughs> but then the doors closed again but I was thinking obviously I can't leave this guy on the platform so I had to like open him <laughs> in the end back. I had to put like my foot in the door about four times and everybody was like looking at me but I, <laughs> I didn't have a choice at that point just wait <laughs> yeah no, um, so that was pretty funny and then we had like a nice conversation on the train um, yeah which was all cool which was like a really nice way to start the trip because um, I'm sure you agree like always when I go traveling the, my highlights are like the people that you meet and the conversations that you have like absolutely um yeah totally it was weird towards the end like of my journey how people just didn't talk as much and like it was just hard to strike up conversations with people like even on the train like it was so spread out like everybody just had to like sit think- alone nobody wanted to talk <laughs> it was just a little bit weird Do you think that's because maybe it was just me Maybe it was just me. Were you coughing? Like, ah, we're not going to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't coughing. Pounding headache, though. I probably had a fever of 110. <laughs> um, uh, no. But, so you made it, uh, you took the train, you made it into the, the city in yeah. Helsinki, which it wasn't that far. I mean, I took the train from Helsinki into the airport. Uh, so it wasn't that long of a train ride, but you made it into yeah. there. And did you go right to your hostel? Made it there, yeah, and then I just kind of, um, I looked at, I can't remember if I'd booked, no, I hadn't booked the hostel. So I had I had looked on like Hostel World and I'd like picked out like two or three hostels that looked all right. Um, and so I got them on like Google Maps um, and I just like walked in the general direction of a couple of them. Um, and then yeah. I ended up walking to one um kind of probably probably 15 minute walk from the train station um it was called maybe it was called something like Diane hostel or something like that um okay which is smart I don't book my hostels either uh through the app I mean towards the end like you just kind of get a general idea of what you want and then they're all usually within a few square blocks of each other if they're in the city yeah. center um, but you just never know like where it's at or where it's located. And it's usually cheaper or you get like free breakfast yeah, exactly. or something if you book that, directly. That's at definitely the one thing one thing that I I do try to do. Um like hostel word's great for like finding hostels, but then if I can book it through like their own personal website or just book it with them, I I think that's better because yep. then they get all the money rather than hostel world getting a commission and then yeah, like you say, it's normally cheaper or you get free brekkie or whatever. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, but then I was a little bit like, so walking through Helsinki, there weren't many people. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was same. a bit like, okay, well, whatever. Um, and then I got to the hostel and it was just dead. <laughs> it was dead. There was like one <laughs> old guy sat on a chair in the kitchen. Um, and then there was the girl at the, at the checking desk. Um, and so I, I checked in, put all my stuff down, and then just kind of had a bit of a rest in the kitchen. 
Um, and I think I was like messaging friends and stuff saying like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> There's no one here. And I was talking to the, <laughs> to the girl at reception being like, well, you know, what can I do today? Um, and she was kind of saying, well, you know, everything's shut down. You can't really, you can't really yeah. do anything. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, that was the same with my conversation. She like got the map out and showed me the map and she's like, well, this is a city, but most of it's closed. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is going to be fun. So then um, I decided that I would go and check out another hostel. I I probably stayed in my hostel for about an hour, just chilling out. And then I decided, well, I'll go and check out somewhere else to see if it's a bit more lively. Um, Which is sometimes what I do anyway, hostel hopping. So if if I end up at like a hostel that's not really massively sociable or I'm not just not feeling, you know, the vibe of or whatever... Um, I'll just go, just go on a walk and I'll just go to other hostels in the city um, and just go and check yeah, them out. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you're ever in the cities, there's like a lot of them have bars and you can even check them out yeah. and just see them at night or see the nightlife. Yeah, exactly. So you walk into a different so hostel. I, walked, I found that one of the other hostels I was looking at beforehand uh, that I didn't book because it was a bit more expensive. Um, but I had been talking to... I was talking to somebody on couch surfing and they had said that this hostel called The Yard was pretty cool. Um, and so while I was walking to that hostel, I was actually looking at flights home for like the next day <laughs> because already... You were even there for an hour. <laughs> yeah, but already I was having like a terrible... How, how long was your flight? How long um, was your flight from Gatwick to Helsinki? It must have been probably three hours, I think. Three. Okay. Sweet. So five hours into the trip, you're ready to go home already. Perfect. This is a great, great story. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't optimistic to be honest, mate. Like I was thinking this is just gonna be, like if I stay here for two weeks, I was thinking this is gonna be the shittest trip ever. There's not gonna be anything to do. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I walked over to this other hostel. They they buzzed me in through the door, um, and then. I spoke to the the receptionist girl and I was just kind of like, well, yeah, I'm I'm not staying in this hostel. I'm in another hostel, but it's all right if I hang out for five minutes. Just kind of want to see what's going down. Um, and then I sat down. Which uh, nothing was going <laughs> on at that hostel. No, because that is where I was at when you came in and you rang in, and I was like, oh, another person. So that was like you were probably number four or five at the hostel. Yeah, like, but that. That's twice as many people that were oh, yeah. in my hostel. <laughs> so I was thinking, bloody hell, this is lively in here. Um, this is yeah. great. But then, obviously, so then I came in, sat down on the sofa, and then that's when I had a... We, we kind of started the conversation, didn't we? Which Yeah. And it was a cool hostel. I mean, it was a nice hostel that... It, I mean, it had a nice big TV. It wasn't huge by any means, but... It was great. I had a, a kitchen. I had the big TV. had a PlayStation with some games that we never even you know, touched. Um, and then, you know uh, what the best thing about that handle was? Uh, about that hostel? Uh, I had I had about a two-hour conversation. Do you remember David? So I, yes. I had about a two-hour yeah. conversation with David about the handle on the fridge at that hostel. Yes. <laughs> and the design. The design. I remember that. Yeah, it was... David was another guy that we met. Uh, there was a crew, little crew of us that were hanging out the last few days that um, just got to know each other because there was nothing else going on. But the 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 refrigerator was really nice. The stove, like everything, was great in that hostel. It yeah, was, it was perfect. Nice. It was good. And the beds were pretty comfy. But 
so we were at the hostel, and again, like, as you were mentioning, there's nothing going on. Nothing. Anywhere in the city, like, everything is just closed. Like, you can kind of go for walks and different things. Uh, but I was cooking, and I think I... Did we have beer i think the first day or like for within the first few minutes i was like yeah everything's closed yeah you that was beer? it that was it. and i think that was probably the moment where i thought <laughs> yeah. oh, actually okay this guy's all right so you offered me a beer and i was like okay i'm gonna be all right i'm gonna be fine <laughs> yeah and then yeah, yeah. no no then we then you sit then i was like well what what are you doing for the rest of the evening and then we went to the supermarket and then we made some yeah. food yep. i can't remember what we made but we made some pasta. Pasta is the best to make at hostels, but it was great. We yeah. did some cooking. We got. We went to the supermarket where it was just like it is in America. I don't know if it's like that in England, but everything. Was <laughs> we, I remember. Everything we went to like the fruit like, and veg bit, and it was all right. And then I cut. We wanted to get some beans or something. <laughs> we went down the the tin aisle, yeah. and there was like fuck all there. There was nothing. <laughs> nothing. There was nothing there. Uh, everything was just. It was just such an interesting grocery experience because it's like I'm still learning how to cook, so I don't know everything of how everything cooks, but I know the basics and I know how to make pasta. And luckily, we got enough. We had enough pasta, and pasta is always great enough to share. And we we cooked up and we made a bunch of food that night. And we had some beers and just kind of hung out. And then that night, I went to bed early, and then you guys still stayed out and went out that night. Yeah. Right? Or did you stay at your hostel? No, that we went night? to so where that hostel was was on like a little mini strip, wasn't it, of different bars and different pubs yep. and that. So um, I can't remember why you didn't come. You should have come. It was fun. Um, I know I should have went out. I think I was just super tired from traveling. I didn't sleep that great on the boat the night yeah. before, and then getting there. I should have went, but I'm a. I'm a <laughs> Um, <laughs> it was like the, I, towards the end of the trip and I'm also like worried and then I'm like dude I can't get sick like trying to fly home trying to get back in and like I think it was just anxiety just starting to kick in like I knew I was fine but it was just like I have no idea it was the unexpected and that was what was just hard and it was like also towards the end of my trip but I definitely should have went out I think another reason why I didn't is because it's so expensive oh, dude. Finland was crazy expensive, and I remember you bitching Dude. about that a couple of days <laughs> yeah. later, not knowing like what, yeah. what you guys spent that. Because I left it a out. few days before checking my like bank account because I didn't I didn't want to know how much I'd spent. I, I remember that I paid eight uh, no seventeen euros for one drink. For one drink, euro. it was like a double double rum and coke. Yeah, yeah, that was silly. <laughs> but um, you got it. So you guys went out that night. The next day uh, was the the last day. That was the day we went to, um, or no, the next day was the day that we went to the um, the sauna. Right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think it was. Yeah. 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 So um, when I was in Norway, I randomly took a bus to some ski event where I got to watch like the world championship of cross-country skiing and I met a guy that was from Helsinki and I met up with him or I talked with him when we were in Helsinki and we were going to go to a sauna and like I'm a big fan of saunas but this was a have smoke you, sauna which I've never told the story to. about that ski competition yet 
about, about yeah, the American that is guy. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have it, but I'll share it right now. So I'm at the ski competition and like everything is closed down and they weren't even allowing spectators to this because of the coronavirus happening. Uh, but I, I in, in Norway, again, I was in Oslo and it was another expensive place. But I was like, well, this is free. I'll go to this ski event. And I had no idea even what it was. Like, I wanted to go to the X Games, but that was like three and a half hours away. This was like 20 minutes away. So I was like, totally, I'll go. Uh, and it was cross-country skiing. Have you ever cross-country skied I've, I've before? I've never done normal skiing. No. No? Never <laughs> done normal skiing. Dude, I, I remember trying to do it when I was in like the sixth grade. We had like a, a field trip or something where we got to go skiing. Cross. I was like, oh, we're going skiing. I thought it was downhill skiing. Yeah. Then we show up at like a golf course where it's all flat. It was <laughs> such a workout. But uh, so we're at the ski competition and hanging out and everybody's just cheering for everybody. I have no idea what's going on. And these are competitors from all over the world. And there was two guys that were competing from the U.S., right? And uh, every time that they went by, I cheered extra hard. I'm like, yes, they're going to they're gonna win it, right? It was pretty easy to cheer because they were the two in last place and second to last place. And uh, on, I think it was the final lap or the second to final lap, uh, one of the U.S. competitors stopped right in front of us and he just stopped moving, bent over and just puked everywhere. And the entire crowd just started chanting USA, USA, USA as he was, as he was going and he got up but I was like this is it, America America so uh, so yeah that was um, how I met th this group and he was like dude I was telling about saunas because that day when after I left the ski event I went to a sauna in Norway uh, that was on the water, which was sweet. It was like a floating sauna. I've never been to a floating sauna before. Another cool experience because I did the drop-in sauna and I showed up and it was me and nine beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It well. was awesome. Until they all started they, they all started jumping in the water and I was like, fuck, I can't be the last <laughs> one to jump in the water. So I just <laughs> ran out of there and just dove head first <laughs> into the water. Uh, I ended up doing it a few more times, and it was it was pretty relaxing. But that's something that they do in the north, right? Yeah. And we kind of we learned about yeah. that. And we we experienced yeah. that. So that was the um, the trip where uh, I met um, a buddy from from Finland, and we ended up meeting up with him, or he picked us up, uh, and we went to a smoke sauna, and it was hot. That thing was so hot. There would get times where it was just burning hot like you couldn't even breathe and, and go in but it was cool they heated up with logs right i think it was yeah, logs something, underneath something or... like there was some, some kind of heat thing like outside the cabins but then it would go into like the yeah. coals or whatever it was or the logs yeah and you were just packed in there which was great you met a lot of people somehow you ended up getting us some very delicious sips of some whiskey because you met some guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy was great that, but the, the so when we went when we went we turned up and the car park was like overflowing do you remember oh dude yes it was packed and this is when nobody is in the city he picked us up 
and we drove there. It was probably like 30 minutes yeah. from the city. And we showed up, and there wasn't even a single parking spot. People, for they us. were on the so side of the road, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was there was a lot of people, but it was a trail and like a lake. It was like an outdoor like nature yeah. park. But obviously, nobody gave a fuck because that is where Corona was probably at. Very very vivid. But <laughs> everybody was around. Nobody cared about anything. Finland people are like, I'll be damned if I'm gonna miss my song. <laughs> yeah, but as well, I, I kind of feel like they they probably because it's seen as like a really healthy thing, isn't it? Saunas, so they were probably like, yeah. well, I don't want to get corona, so I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the sauna. Yeah, um, go sweat it out. I mean, and then before worked. before we went in, so we pulled up and then we were like stood outside the reception, and then um, the two the two Finnish guys that we were with that that guy that you had met. And and the other guy, yeah. Pete, um, they told us like the funniest story I'd ever heard about how there used to be like sauna competitions that they had. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. While we were waiting to go in, because we had to wait for the sauna to heat up, and we were talking about saunas and how in Finland they have. The sauna competitions where people can see who can stay in the sauna the yeah. longest, right? Yeah. Do they like turn the heat up on that? Do you know, or is it our saunas like I a mean, certain temperature? Look- I feel like, like how often I wonder, do they pour water in there? I would just keep pouring water on and just staring <laughs> at my competition in the eye, like fuck well, you, dude. I'm gonna keep pouring more water on this bitch well, until you. By the looks of the guy that won it, I reckon they had it pretty hot. <laughs> Oh, dude, the guy that had it, like, he was red. He was, so, like, the, everywhere, dude. He uh, the worst part of it was, you know what the prize was for winning the competition? <laughs> was that you get a sauna. sauna. <laughs> and this guy, trust me, this guy, he was all, like, bandaged up. Like, it was pretty pretty bad, really, but, um, yeah, at the time, it was, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> he was sitting yeah. in the hospital bed with bandages. Knowing that he's got a brand new <laughs> top of the line sauna sitting at home that he probably can never use. Oh, dude. That's how I felt. I felt like that when I was sitting in that sauna. Like, I've been in other saunas. This was probably, this wasn't my first one when I was in Finland. Like, I've been in them all over, but this one was extremely. <laughs> well, I just. I was dying, and like, I was just <laughs> chugging water. And I remember it being cold out. But it wasn't super cold. It was a beautiful day when we went. And you guys were quite surprised when you found out that they were swimming in the lake. Well, you yeah, because they were saying, weren't they, when, when we were waiting, that they, you know, they go in the sauna for a little while and then they go and jump in the ice lake. And he was saying, like, that sometimes they cut out the ice so that they can jump in um, yeah. through the ice. And I thought, <laughs> I thought he was joking. I was like, what? No. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't until I walked around the corner and saw like the lake where half of it was like covered in ice that I was like, oh damn, okay, right, fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd only been in a, in a sauna once before, and that was just like at a gym in England, just like in probably like an electric sauna or something, and I found that pretty hot. Um, but but, yeah. <laughs> but when we went in there, dude, they had a sauna. They had a sauna on my. That went from yeah from Stockholm to Helsinki. I had a, a I paid like I think it was ten euro 
but I got to use the hot tubs in the saunas that were on the ferry. And I was like, this is definitely doable. Like, I'm going to do yeah. that for sure. So, uh, but yeah, so we were, we went to the, yeah. the sauna. We ended up taking, how many times did you, you go uh, in the water? Probably, probably three or it four. It was cold. But I remember, so when we first went in, because yeah. we were the first ones in, weren't we, after it got, after it was ready. Um, and the guy that was like yeah. setting up came out with like a gas mask on. <laughs> so we all were like looking at each other going like, is this safe? <laughs> is that normal? Um, and then we went in and then like a few other people came in after us. And then <laughs> literally after about 20 seconds, I was just like, bloody hell, okay, this is hot. And then I looked, and I <laughs> looked to my left, well, Kenny, another mate that we made in the hostel, I looked to my left and he was just wet. Like he was dripping. <laughs> <laughs> he had his, I remember he had his necklace on, dude. He had his necklace and he's like, oh shit, I should probably take this off. Within like 10 seconds, like stainless steel, that would have burned yeah. right through his skin. Um, yeah, so that's... Dude, everybody I was sweating was... that day. Like that, that that's thing the hottest so hot. temperature yeah I've ever experienced for sure. It was hot, but then when somebody else came in that's like a local there and he poured <laughs> water on for the first time, and I was sitting next to where all of that steam was coming out, I thought I thought my eyes were on fire. Like I could not even close my eyes; it was yeah. so bad. So I'd have to get out, and the only way to cool down, like you could go outside and be on like the porch, or you would go take a dip, and you would go to the end of the dock and just jump in the cold yeah. water, and get back out, and then jump yeah. back in the sun. Yeah, right? and, and you know what? It was it was really really nice. Um, I would it's something I definitely definitely do again. Um, and they all they, they yeah. say it's really healthy for you because like you, because of your heart rate it goes like up and down really fast when you go from like the hot to the cold, so it like helps your veins like yep. become, uh, you know, flexible or whatever. So supposedly it's really healthy. Such a such a cool experience, such a cool place to to kind of be in in check out, especially when you're in Finland or in any of like uh, those northern mm. countries. It's very common and it's very. Uh, a neat thing yeah. to do so so that uh after that day uh we went back to the town uh we ended up going having a couple of pints at the the guy's favorite pub uh and then we went back to the hostel and we made dinner yeah. again right but this time we had a bigger crew we had a bigger crew to make dinner and we went to the store and we had to get all the food Still again no that tins. wasn't there on the <laughs> shelves yeah, still no, still nothing. Uh, but we made it. What did we even make that night? I think we just made a giant. We pasta. might make bur- uh, burritos. And Kenny made burritos. some. Yeah, Maybe. tacos. Yeah. yeah, something like that. They were delicious. It was good. Uh, and then you decided that night that you did not want to go back to your hostel anymore. <laughs> you wanted to just stay at, at the hostel that you were currently at. But there was nobody there to check anybody in because there was only probably, I think there was only like four or five rooms, probably only slept 40 people in there. But you ended up uh, staying that night for free because you decided just to go into a random room and... <laughs> On the bus well, like you say, it was... No, no, no. Before this, though, before this, time up, before this, I was looking in the fridge that day, and I noticed there was some, like, meat in the fridge, and I was like, well, this is weird. Who else is using this fridge? But it had my <laughs> name on the package. 
it had my name on and date on the package and i was like what the hell who's this like is there another brandon that's also checking out the same day and i come to find out that it was just danny bringing all of his food into the refrigerator. <laughs> it's because it was like the leftovers from the shopping that we did, but I thought, well, I can't put my name on it because I'm not staying here, so I'll just put your name on it. <laughs> you put my name on it. And again, me being old, I went to bed, uh, a nice, responsible man. I went to bed, got a good night of sleep because the next day was my last like full day of travel and I wanted to go explore the city. I wanted to go kind of walk around, see something, at least get to experience Helsinki a little bit. And then I was going to uh, be heading to the airport that night. And we woke up and we went out and we explored that city, right? Yeah. Um, you just snuck out of the room that you didn't <laughs> well, pay for. Well, what happened? So I would have paid. It's not like I didn't. Well, I didn't pay for room. It's not like I wouldn't have done if somebody had <laughs> asked me. It was just that there was no one there. And like, and my bag was at that hostel and it was like, by the time I'd like finished dinner and we'd all like kind of settled down, it was like probably nine or 10 o'clock. And I was just like, well, yeah, I'll probably just stay here. <laughs> um, and then it was all good, yeah. it was all fine. <laughs> and then I was, I was talking to David um, at, like, at like 2 a.m. We were talking just in like the communal area. Um, and then this, this like security guy came in uh, like randomly and he was like dressed head to toe in like police gear like fluorescent bulletproof vest all that kind of stuff um and, and we just ignored awesome. him we carried on our conversation just ignored him and then he went like to the reception got a piece of paper and he came back to talk to us both and at this point i was like i was like ready to just be like well yeah no i'm not staying here mate like i'm, I'm just here late i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back <laughs> to my hostel now um but there was a guy in David's room that had like mysteriously gone missing. So he hadn't, he was like booked into the room, but nobody had seen him. Did he even check in? I think in? he checked in, but, but I don't think he, he, he just, did he check in he just and went missing for like two days. So then. It was probably that one other guy that was at your <laughs> Yeah, probably. probably just we just swapped beds. He's like, no, this hostel is too much of a party hostel. There's some weird guys that, and they just keep letting anybody in and they keep cooking yeah. food all the but time. Then, so then the guy asked David what his name was and he said like, you know, David Roberts or whatever his name was. And then he turned to me and I was ready to be like, no, nah, I'm not staying here. And then David just goes, and this, and this is Tony. Um, and the guy, the security guy, looks down at a sheet of like the people that are, uh, have checked in, and he goes like, "Oh, you know, Tony Davis or whatever." And I just go, "Yep." <laughs> and, like, but there's <laughs> there's no me. other way that that would have panned out that I would have not got caught out, right? Because if he'd have gone like, "Okay, what's your surname?" I would have just been like, mm, "You know, all right, mate. See you later. I don't know." Um, <laughs> Literally, but I was just like just blank face, and I just went, "Yep," <laughs> and, then, and then he just left. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. So then I ended up. St I stayed in your room, didn't I? I found a bunk in your room. Stayed there. Um, yeah. Yep. And there was nobody there. I don't think they would have even cared at this point. I think everybody in like the travel industry was just like, "Fuck this! I have to be at work. I'm sick of uh, all of this because." the coronavirus is happening. And you got to think like hostels have people from all around the world. That morning uh, or the next morning, 
Yeah, I forgot if it was what, what, what morning it was, but there was a couple that was actually heading back to China. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, they yeah. were, like, getting all prepared. They had, like, masks and, like, this. And I, I was waiting for them to put, like, goggles <laughs> on, like, over their face. I'm like, where are you guys going? Like, because it was – everywhere is starting to close down. By now, people are starting to get their flights that, like, hey, your flight's yeah, canceled. Yeah, because, like, all borders were closing and stuff at that cancel, point, like, yeah, yeah, borders are starting to close. I think when Trump made the announcement that America wasn't letting anybody in, that really like changed a lot for a lot yeah. of places in the world. And everybody's like, okay, things are a lot more serious. Um, but yeah, so things were starting to close down everywhere. Uh, but I woke up we that morning, I cooked. I was like, I'm going to have one good meal because I kind of knew that was like, it's going to be a long next couple of days. I didn't know what was going to happen, even getting back into the U.S. Uh, but we went out and we explored. We walked around. And there, we, there was, it was probably only the, the four of us in that whole city. <laughs> I mean, there was nobody anywhere. Anywhere, dude. There was nobody in, in Helsinki. And I knew Finland was kind of uh, bare bones anyways. There wasn't a ton of people there, there but like yeah, it was super spots, empty. Yeah. Um, and we were exploring, and uh, that day, uh, Kenny's flight was already canceled. So another guy that we were with or got canceled, so he had to call and rebook. And then David was trying to rebook his flight at that same time as well. And we were, I remember walking around the city, uh, and it was kind of in the afternoon, and we were shooting pictures. I know you... How did your film ever turn out? Do you, do you ever develop um, that film yet? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I did, I did. Yeah, yeah, I've got them on my phone. Um, I'll have to send some of them to you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, some of them turn up. Some yeah, of them turn up pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, sweet. Danny shoots with one of those uh, vintage yeah, cameras. Yeah, like a film camera. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I found it. So, I found one uh, years ago. I found one like in my parents' loft, and I thought this would be pretty, pretty sweet to try to use again. Um, and yeah, there's 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 something like really nice about so it because you have to be so like, um, what's the word like like choicey with with your photos because you don't you can't take a million you yeah. can only take like thirty six so it would never be enough <laughs> camera these days. It's it's definitely got the hipster to it, but everybody has to take a hundred yeah. pictures of everything. Hopefully that one yeah. turns out, but. So we're exploring. We walked around the city uh, a little bit. Um, everything was going pretty smooth. We visited the, the few couple of the tall buildings. You climbed yeah. the church. Oh, I, I wish I had, top. mate. I, really, I wish I had, <laughs> but, but my, my hand, the ladder was so cold. My hands were like, my hands were not, uh, not feeling very strong when I got to the top of it. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, had I, had I was, gone the whole way and then like ooh. somehow like climbed to the front of that building and then somebody took a... F- yeah. would have looked like Donkey Kong. It would have looked like Donkey Kong on yeah. the top of it. It was high up there, but it was an emergency ladder that you kind of climbed on the side. But what a great time if you would have fell, <laughs> fell yeah, off but, or something would have happened. It would have been a perfect time to yeah. go to the hospital, but you but did it. it. You made it. It you was one of those things explore. where like I saw the ladder... There's nobody around, and I was like, I'm not, not going to do it, am I? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're in Finland once, why not? Yeah. Uh, hell not. Yeah. Try it out. <laughs> um, so we were there, we were walking around, and this is kind of where things started changing for me. 
Uh, I was a little bit cocky at the beginning. I was like, man, I have the best flight. My flight goes from Helsinki to, to London and then London to New York. And Kenny that we were with was going from Helsinki to Power? Portugal. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. He was Portugal and then Portugal to New York. Um, But his flight got changed around. Everybody's flights were getting canceled. I got that message that said, hey, your your flight was canceled. My first leg of my flight was canceled from um, Helsinki to London. So I was like, okay, how am I going to make it there? So I knew instantly, like, I had to go back to the hostel. I had to, like, figure this out. I wanted to call the airlines and try to reschedule my flight. On my way back to the hostel, I found that there was one other flight that night that was gonna go from Helsinki to Stockholm and then Stockholm to London. And that would have been great for me because that way I would still be able to get on that flight from um, London back to America. And I ended up, um, I couldn't get through. So I tried calling Norwegian Airlines and they were just like, fuck this, we're done taking any calls. We can't keep up with the capacity. People are telling me that Norwegian is like going bankrupt. I remember David was like, yeah, yeah Norwegian that was bankrupt. So I'm like hearing all that of these That was the thing, wasn't it? That, that through those everywhere. days, it was like you, you did not know what to believe. It was just like total Chinese whispers. People were saying so much stuff about borders and yeah. about flights and whatever. You just didn't know what to believe. Yeah, I remember our conversations were starting to lead to like, well, where are you going to be stuck? For <laughs> yeah, yeah where do you want where to be stuck? Where are you going to do your quarantine, right? <laughs> and we did, and I was trying to like discuss with other Americans. I'm like, well, what is this going to be like? Because they keep talking about how we have all these border like security checks getting into the, the to the states or wherever you're from. Um, so I tried to call, I couldn't get through and I instantly knew like I had to just go to the airport. I was like, that's my only option is just go to the airport, figure this out. Uh, and you guys were still out walking around. And when I was getting ready to leave is when you guys came back into the hostel. Um, and I was like, I'm going to the airport. I remember Kenny was like, dude, just be calm about it. Cause we were supposed to go later that night. And he's like, just when we get there, we'll figure it out. And I was like, no, I need to go now. Like if I'm going to do this, yeah. I need to go now. So I, I got on the train. I, wa- I went to the uh, airport and I went up to the counter and I was, I told them I already had everything planned out on my phone. So I told them what I wanted to do yeah. versus like asking. And by now I have like 40 minutes to get on this flight. This is my only chance to get on this flight at like 40 minutes and they go, no, you got to go downstairs to the customer service area and then they will switch it for you and then you can come back and you can get on that flight. And I was like, great, cool. Nobody's in the airport. It's like a ghost town. Again, everybody's starting to wear their mask or have like bandanas yeah. covered around, you know, like the motorcycle helmet, like the video that you showed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, people have just the weirdest mask and stuff, but I ended up being able to get on a flight that went that night. Uh, and I ended up getting to London that evening. Um, nobody was on the planes. Like all my planes were just empty. There was probably maybe 25% full on all the flights. And then I ended up getting to London that night, not realizing that it wasn't a 24-hour airport. So I ended up having to <laughs> find a hotel and got a shuttle to the, to the to that hotel because there was no hostels near that. 
And then that morning I flew from London back to New York. And that was like the long flight. I was able to sleep across the entire like row. I had the rows, like two rows behind me, two rows in front of me. Nobody's on this plane. I sat in the very back. And I remember talking with the flight attendants and they were so confused. They're like, we just don't even know what to believe anymore. Like places are just shutting down left and right. Like we can be in the sky and we might have to turn <laughs> around. She's like, sometimes cause I asked him, I said, well, are you guys going to go back home? Like, how does that work for a flight attendant? Right? Like if you're from another country and you're not allowed into the U S like, are you allowed to stay there? Like, how does all that kind of stuff work? And I didn't know what to expect. So I ended up walking, uh, back to, or I ended up, um, getting on the plane. I went to New York and now I'm waiting to get off of the plane. And like, this is like the security checkpoint, right? This is like the moment of truth. Like what's going to happen? Like my head started to hurt a little bit. I don't know if it was from the hangover or if it was from like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And anxiety starts to build up a little bit. And they're taking people off five at a time, right? So, like, I'm like, great, this is gonna, now they're going to question me about, like, <laughs> where I've been. I've been through all of these places. Like, where have you been? Like, I don't know. I just came from everywhere trying to name off, like, a list not to say Italy. I'm like, not that it mattered. And, like, uh, and they didn't even question me at all. I got off the plane. They pointed that laser gun at me as they had, like, a, it was, like, almost like a rent-a-cop like wearing a mask. I was like hoping for something. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was just weird. It was like, and then another girl and he pointed at me. He's like (laughs) 98.3. What else do you guys, do you have anything else to ask me? Like, do you want to give me a test? I thought I was going to get like one of those Corona tests, right? I was like, nobody in America can get these, but maybe they'll test me because I've been to every single country that is now shut down or close their borders. I feel like that's patient zero. I remember my brother calling me like halfway through the trip and he's like, dude, are you the one that's spreading all of this? Because like everywhere I was going, like I was in Italy and like a week later it's closed down. And then I was in, uh, in Germany and like they started getting, everywhere was just starting to like get more and more cases. Uh, so I made it into New York and I was like, great, I'm here. I made it in. That was my third flight. And then I had to fly from New York to Chicago, which that was another flight. I had to like just pretty much beg them just to switch my flight. I'm like, listen, I'm supposed to be here tomorrow, but I'm here today. Can you guys get? And they didn't care. They were just like, if you get on a plane, (laughs) you can go. Uh, And I made it back. I made it back uh, into Michigan and my buddy picked me up and I've been in quarantine for two weeks. Or at that point, I did my two weeks. I was totally safe. Uh, I felt healthy. I still feel healthy. I'm bored out of my fucking mind right now, but I'm having things to do. Uh, and it's it's hard to go for like five months of travel, exploring, meeting people, doing things, and then doing nothing. So like my last outdoor activity was us walking around the city in Finland. Like that was God, that like a long time ago. So. But after after I left, you ended up uh, continued traveling, and I want to hear that because I haven't heard kind of when you got home. Did you make it into Russia? Did you ended up uh, driving a car back home? I haven't talked to you since, and I just kind of want to hear somehow you're safe. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I made it back in one piece, which is the main thing. 
Um, but yeah, so then, so after you left, so that, that night in Helsinki that you left for the airport, I had, um, I had booked a bus from Helsinki to St. Petersburg in Russia um, for that night, like an overnight bus. So I had like a few hours to kill. So I went with a couple of guys from the hostel. We just went for a drink, like in the train station. Um, and then I so nearly missed that bus. Like I didn't really know where it was. Um, and I like asked a couple of people where to go and they didn't really know. And a, a, like this couple that I asked were like, oh, well, I think we've seen buses, buses to Russia, like down that street. And I very nearly went that way. And thank God I didn't because I, I kind of had a bit of a feeling that they didn't know what they were talking about. And so I just went back like into the main bus station. Um, eventually found my bus um, and managed to get on it. But because I had I'd booked it so late, so I'd only booked it like a couple of hours before it left. As I got onto the bus, the guy, uh, the driver was like asking everybody their names. And you were, and you were um, like, and checking them off Tony, the list as they got on. Uh, and everybody Tony. before me was... <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tony, well, da- Tony, Tony, Danza, Tony. Anybody you want me to be. Um, but <laughs> I just looked at his list and then I went, that one, yeah, that one there. Um, <laughs> no, but so then he, he couldn't he couldn't find my name on the list, right? Um, but he didn't speak any English. Obviously, I didn't speak any Russian. Um, and so I stood there for about 30 seconds, kind of like half arguing with him. Um, and then he like pointed to his mate who was like doing the bags and he was like, oh, I'll talk to him, talk to him. So I got off the bus um, and there was like this nice girl that spoke Russian and English and she was like half translating um, to this guy. And I was saying like, probably the reason why I'm not on the list is because I only booked it a minute ago. Um, and he was like refreshing his like bookings page. Anyway, eventually he found me and I was allowed to get on the bus um, which was ace, um, and so the reason the reason why I got on the bus and didn't get a flight home was because, um, despite there being lots of rumours going around that Russia had closed their borders, um, a flight from Helsinki back to the UK mm-hmm. was like 150 quid or something, whereas from St Petersburg I could fly back. It's for crazy like how flights quid. change like that. Um, and at this point. Yeah, and at this point, I knew that I wasn't going to go to Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania because those mm-hmm. the, all three had already closed their borders. Like there was no going into any of those countries. Um, so I thought, well, if I can go to St Petersburg, it's it's better for me because it's easier for me to get home anyway. So I might as well try. Um, yeah, so I got on the bus. Um, I didn't really was the bus sleep full? How on many that people bus because it was just it was packed actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, it was full. And I remember I was really annoyed because um, I thought I was going to get like a double... I thought yeah. there was going to be nobody sitting next to me. And then like the last guy that sat on um, came and sat next to me. And then he was like coughing oh, no. throughout the whole, <laughs> the whole journey. So I was just like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, Anybody then, that was coughing when you were traveling. So then we had to... We ended up... We, we came across the border... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like, you just didn't want to cough. Over. You didn't want to do anything when um, you were traveling last week. But, like you get on a plane, like you're just trying to hold in all of your coughs, and like as no. soon as you cough, everybody looks at you, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was a really cool bus ride because they had oh, little nice. screens on the back of each chair, um, and they had like little mini games. They had like um, 
they had music preloaded on, and they had some films. So I ended up, I've never watched The Godfather, right? Um, and so I watched like half of The Godfather on that bus, on the back of this chair. Um, but then we had to cross the border, so we got to the, uh, the Finnish border, which was fine. It was all like very professional, like as, as most borders that I've been to before, it was all like, you know, sterile, yeah. clean, like metal stuff. Um, so that was all fine. And then I wasn't sure if there was gonna, if that was like a joint border or there was gonna be like a second border. Um, and there was a second border, so the Russian border. Um, we got off and it was just like totally different. Like everything was made out of like plywood. It looked like they just knocked it up within like the last 24 hours. Um, and everybody lined up and then there was like a woman at the front with, with just like a camera, like a standard camera aiming at people. So it had like a little attachment on it, which I assume okay. was like a temperature camera to take people's temperatures, but I, I don't know. I kind of felt like <laughs> it maybe was a bit of a bluff. It no, really it's a film camera. Um, There's no film even loaded into it. Yeah. Um, They're just making up numbers as you go Who in. knows? Um, but yeah, but at, at, at that point, I had, I had like yeah, paid so that. much money for my Russian visa because I, I got it at like really short notice and I had to go down to London to pick it up. Um, so like I was I was quite adamant that I was going to go to Russia. So anyway, I got in, um, and then when the bus pulled up, it pulled up um, probably maybe like five miles outside the city centre, um, at probably like <laughs> four a.m. five a.m. Um, and yeah, and I had you know I had um, I didn't have data in Russia, so it was. The, it was in Finland. I had data on my phone, so it was fine. I could use like Google Maps. So I didn't have Google Maps, but I did have this this thing called Maps Me, which is just okay. like a preloaded yeah. map. I preloaded the Saint Petersburg map before I got there, and you could sh you could see like where you were. Um, so I just kind of took like a leisurely stroll, basically, for five miles from that from that bus stop into the centre of Saint Petersburg. Um, and I took lots of photos on my way and it was, it was honestly, it was beautiful, man, because when I started, it was totally dark. And then by the time I had got to my hostel, it cool. had gotten like progressively lighter and lighter and lighter. Um, and I, I think I, I, I took one of, probably one of my favorite photos I've ever done, um, was on a bridge, um, kind of through the railings of a bridge, um, in the middle of this oh, river cool. and it had like tall buildings either side of the river. Um, the sun was kind of just rising, so you had that reflection. You shoot that with your film camera. Um, yeah, and it just looked really nice. I think I did take one with cool. my film camera, but took, I took one on my phone as well. Um, so that was that was nice. Um, and then I eventually made it to my hostel for. Was this the hostel like that you stayed at the whole time, like or do you just pass the hop again? No, I didn't hostel hop. So with Russia for my visa, okay. I had to pre-book. A hostel. Um, so I had booked this hostel called Soul Kitchen um, in St. Petersburg. So I'd booked it for three nights and I had a visa that lasted three nights. Um, and so, yeah, so I checked in there and then, like, the same as in, in Helsinki, the girl at the reception yeah, was just like, kind of, looking, that's what are you doing just here? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> for you, you're like, hey, I just started my, my trip, or there was a couple other people that I met. I remember a guy that was in my room in Helsinki just flew from Amsterdam and was getting ready to start like a three-month journey and he didn't even make it three days and had to go back home. Mm. And like, 
I was towards the end. I mean, I was, I was gone for so <laughs> yeah. long. I was like, I can't just not see my last country of this trip. So. Yeah. You, I know, you right? pretty I, much timed it. Like, I don't know how that, that worked out. But yeah, I saw it. <laughs> my mom wanted me to come home like months <laughs> prior because I've had some crazy luck and bad luck on this trip. Uh, but I mean... I, I stuck with it and I made it and I went. Yeah. Did you stay the full three days in St. Petersburg then? Um, I did. Yeah, I did. I didn't mean to um, because it, Russia was progressively shutting down. Like it wasn't um, it wasn't that badly affected. Like all the bars were still open and stuff. Um, and what what happened? Um, I think through through couch surfing again, I, I was just talking to a couple of people, um, and then I ended up going to a bar on my first night. I think yeah. I think the first day I just walked around by myself, um, took some photos, went to like the cathedral and stuff, did like the main sites, and then that night, yeah, I went to a pub, met up with these people from couch surfing, um, which was pretty cool. What was your flight um, like? Like when did you fly home and yeah. when did you get? Well, so again, it was like Chinese whispers. I didn't know whether my flight was going or not. Um, and so after after two days, I decided that I was going to... So I had I'd have flight... I can't remember what day it was. Let's say it was Thursday. I had a flight booked on Thursday morning at 6am. Um, so what I decided was that I was going to go to the airport on Wednesday morning, 6am because uh, the flight was like every every day at that time mm-hmm. to just, just to see if the flight was going just to give myself a bit of self-assurance. Um, so I decided to do that, and I and I went... Um, I think we went out. Me, I, I met this guy called Umar in um, St. Petersburg. It was really, really cool, um, and we hang out, hung out quite a lot. Uh, and then I think we spent the whole night out, and then at, like, 4 a.m., I got a taxi to the airport. Um, and <laughs> I missed, I missed the flight. What a great time to miss the flight. <laughs> I was, like, gonna... I was gonna get... Um, and then I went. I went to like the the information bit to to see like if the flight was going to go again tomorrow, um, and they were just like, you know, we don't even yeah, we know. Don't know. That's how we don't. We can't is. tell you anything. Um, if 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 the plane if the plane turns up, then yeah, you can get and on we, it. But and we, we don't really know if don't it's going to turn up or not. Or not so <laughs> it's just a risk you take. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, but I uh, the whole the whole for the whole trip. I had thought, well, absolute worst comes to worst, right? If I if they shut down all the borders and I can't fly home, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy like an old communist <laughs> Russian car <laughs> for yeah. like just as cheap as I could get one, and then just drive it, drive from Russia to, I to France, and so I'll get across we're the like, channel. Well, you know? If it closes, we can just all get a car, and we were just yeah. going to drive back, and we made it. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was um, our plan B. Did it? you have yeah. any like temperature <laughs> checks or anything crazy when you got back into England at the time? No, like I say, I had that camera in Russia, but in England, in England just, there, it was nothing. Yeah. Like there was Corona posters up in the airport, but Are that was it. There's no checks or anything open for you. Or they closed everything. No. So when I got back, they were open for um, maybe maybe like another three or four days. 
and yeah. then they announced everything that all, is all closed. They just the started closing. So like um, even if you go into yeah. a grocery store or like a food market here, certain aisles are blocked off now. So you can't get like any gardening stuff. You can't get like plants, you can't get seeds or dirt or clothes. Like they've closed everything down. So I'm just kind of stuck, just kind of figuring things out. It's like you hope for the best, but so, dude. It was so great to catch up with you and hear about you and hear your stories and see see your face again. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, uh, I know a lot of people are listening, but we've been kind too, of FaceTiming man. or chatting and just kind of catching up and sharing a little bit of our stories of our last uh, week or last few days of traveling uh, with the whole coronavirus happening. So uh, I know it's a story that a lot of people were worried about and concerned about, and I think it just kind of shares a little bit more of like our free spirit that, that we have and just... A lot of people that have that same uh, love of travel and adventure as you and I do that we're just kind of like going with the flow and you never know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, as long as you're still smiling, your heart's still beating and you're doing what you love, things are going to work out. And uh, it's just about worrying less and and smiling more. So, um, Danny, do you want to, to share any, I don't think I have very many listeners, but someday, maybe years down the road, when they look back on this, they can find, <laughs> find your photos. I know you have some pretty cool pictures on there as well, uh, and even and a lot of travel photos. I know our Instagrams kind of look the same with different uh, flags and different places that we've been, but do you want to share uh, share your Instagram or whatever, <laughs> email, phone number, whatever you want to share? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not my phone number, uh, but I guess, I guess, yeah. If anybody wants to see the the, the photos that I took along the way, um, I've got I've got an Instagram account, so it's it's uh, Danny underscore totally. Dem Babadem. <laughs> if you can, so, yeah, you if can you find can all my photos on there. Out, so. <laughs> if you can spell it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'll leave that one up to it. It's just good. Listening. So, dude, uh, stay in touch. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy your your time, and maybe we can chat again about another travel topic or subject. So, thanks so much for hanging out, dude. Uh, yes, man. Cheers, man. I would, I would yeah. love that. Yeah, you no, too. Thanks stay so much, safe. man. Been good catching up. All right, see you, man. Speak to you later. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, that was an interview that I just did with my friend Danny from England. Uh, We got to share our stories of the last few days of traveling uh, with the coronavirus pandemic happening. Um, We're both safe. We're both happy and healthy in our own places. I hope everybody else is as well. And thanks so much for listening and tuning in. Cheers. Have a good day.